Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. Uh, so we had a great day on Friday. Thank you to all the FM 96 listeners who, who stuck it out. I know it can be kind of tough to listen to a very emotional day as we do Chorus Radiothon at the Children's Hospital. But uh, it, it is such an amazing feeling to sit there and have these families and these kids share their stories about what they've been through medically and then to see the result that we got at the end of the day. So we we were broadcasting for 12 hours on FM 96 and our uh, sister station, Fresh Radio, Country 104, uh, 980 CFPL. Devin, I know you did a, a chunk, an hour in the afternoon where you were live from the hospital as well. And after that 12-hour span, thanks to the generosity of many sponsors and radio listeners, we were able to raise over $174,000. <laughs> All that money going to the Children's Hospital to support programs that wouldn't be there otherwise. And the big shocker on Friday, we found out that 90% of the equipment that is purchased for the hospital comes from donor money. It's insane. That's huge. We have to thank the families and the kids, first and foremost. It, it really is remarkable that they have these experiences that some people would just say, I, I don't even want to think about that part of my life ever again. It was such a tough time for our family. But they come in and they, they tell these stories, and they're the reason that people donate. So thank you to, uh, to all, the, all the kids and the, the parents who stopped by the Chorus Radiothon on Friday at the Children's Hospital. We had a young guy named Eli, 11-year-old Eli, on our show Friday. He's a character. Yeah, he's great. He's wearing his London Knights jersey and his London Knights hat. So Boss Brad came over and said, you a hockey fan, Eli? I've got some tickets if you want to go to the game tonight. So him, his mom, and his two brothers went to the Knights game. I took it one further. I was the in-game host for the game on, uh, on Friday. And I said, Eli, would you like to be my co-host and come out for the opening ceremonies with me on the ice and we can talk in the microphone together and stuff like that? And he's like, oh, he was so excited. And he did it and he came out and we announced the, uh, the grand total down there. And then I took him up to visit Mike Stubbs in the broadcast booth and Stubbs threw him on the, uh, the London Knights broadcast. <laughs> Eli is with us right now. Hello, Eli. Eli, we're going to give you a headset so we can talk about this. What has tonight been like? You've been working really hard next to our good buddy Taz from FM 96. How's that gone? Good. Yeah? So what have you been doing? Um, I got to go out on the ice and like um, tell them how much money we raised today. And I also got to um, see where the players come out of and that kind of stuff. Not bad. You got to say one of the biggest numbers I've ever heard. $174,352. Is that about the biggest number that you've ever had to say? Yeah. Yeah? Does that show up in a math test at school ever? No. No? Nothing quite that high? No. That's a pretty big number then. Yeah. What was today like being at the Radiothon? Tiring because I was up till 4.30 a.m. Well, you had to do radio morning shows. Yeah. This guy, Taz, gets up every day at about that time. You think you could be a, a radio announcer in the morning? Probably. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> Probably could, Eli. It's not that hard. <laughs> Thank you to anybody who had anything to do with Chorus Radiothon on Friday morning. 
Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Last night, the Grammy Awards, and Chris Cornell, no longer with us, we know that, but uh, he did win a Grammy last night for Best Rock Performance, When Bad Does Good. Has come I haven't heard this one before. Gospel-esque. God, miss that voice, though. Congratulations, Chris Cornell. The other big rock winners last night. Best rock song was Miseducation by St. Vincent. Metal performance, Electric Messiah by the band High on Fire. I'll have to check them out. We're gonna rock down to Electric Messiah. Isn't that the song? <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, Beck won Best Alternative Album for Colors. Greta Van Fleet took home a Grammy for Best Rock Album. Nice. From the Fires as well. Big winners, uh, Childish Gambino uh, won four awards. Casey Musgraves won four awards. Lady Gaga won three Grammys last night. And Drake won a Grammy. A little Ontario connection there. You know, he's from the Six. (laughs) Were you aware of that, Jim? I've heard rumors. Drake is from the Six. Everyone's talking about, uh, Devin just mentioned it, Drake got cut off while giving his acceptance speech. The Grammy said they didn't mean to do it. He took a pause, and they thought he was done. Let's listen to that. You've already won. If you have people who are singing your songs word for word, if you're a hero in your hometown, if, look, look, if there's people who have regular jobs who are coming out in the rain, in the snow, spending their hard-earned money to buy tickets to come to your shows... You don't need this right here. I promise you. You already won. But next, special Grammy <laughs> performance by Diana Ross. Now, he did take a that pretty was big a pause. pretty good pause. And I can relate. We've done it before where I'll be saying something or you'll be saying something and the other person thinks we're done talking. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll go into something completely different and be like, oh, oh sorry, sorry. Yeah. He was also, though, saying that the Grammys don't matter. That's why people thought he was cut off. Oh. Because he was saying, hey, listen, as long as you have a passion for music, you're doing your thing, uh, you're reaching an audience, you don't need a Grammy, you're already a winner. And then they cut him off. You know what? The Grammys don't need you, Drake. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Congratulations to all the winners last night at the Grammy Awards. 
But uh, the oh. Tash Show continues in minutes. Want more? Find the Tash Show daily podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcast. FM ninety six. Biggest movie at the box office on the weekend: The Lego Movie Two, the second part, brought in thirty four point four million dollars. What Men Want, which is. It's kind of uh, the same movie. It's like the reverse of the What Women Want movie with Mel Gibson, I think. Yeah, he gets electrocuted in the tub and can hear women's thoughts. Yeah, except this is uh, a woman who can hear men's thoughts. I feel like there's not a lot going on around these brains of ours, eh, boys? (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy that. And uh, the movie we were so excited for, and then unfortunately there is a little bit of a scandal last week. You were off, uh, Jim, for the the whole Liam Neeson chat, but uh, uh, we really were hoping to get something going with this Cold Pursuit movie about a uh, plow driver hell-bent on revenge after his son gets killed. We wanted to do a screening for plow drivers, and then things kind of dried up after Liam Neeson made those those comments that some viewed as racist last week. Mm-hmm. Didn't stop Devin Peacock from going to see the movie, though. Yeah, I went. Uh, it's kind of weird of a movie. I, I, it's not like it's not like Taken or any like the classic Liam Neeson movies. Is it funnier? Because he it, keeps saying when he was doing the junket, other than that, uh, the controversial stuff. He was saying it's like a dark comedy. It's very much a dark comedy. It's it's like I, I think it would have been a better movie with a different title. And without Liam Neeson, not because of the controversy, but having seen the movie, I can see how this movie and not like the Taken movies or or like you know the one on the plane and the train sparked him <laughs> to to say to say the stuff than the other movies because like just this movie just seems it's like it's different than the Taken movies and it just feels it's a, more revenge focused, more revenge, but also like the 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 emotionals side of it where like with Taken he's got a unique set of skills he can do this kind of thing in the Cold Pursuit movie he's just like an average guy and if and he's kind of lashing out at whoever he thinks is responsible for the person who has hurt someone he loves okay. so I, I, I see the connection between the comments and this movie than some of the others not excusing any of the comments whatever but I, I don't think, Lee, like, when you have Liam Neeson and Cold Pursuit, you expect a certain kind of movie. And, and it so was I, different than you expected. It was different than I expected. Wow. I could see why people would come away from the movie not liking it. Hmm. It did have a different title when they were filming it. What was it called, Jim? Hard Powder. Hard Powder. Would that have been a better title for the movie? Maybe a little bit. I mean, it's it's. I learned after like I, it's based on a film out of Norway. Okay, and so they kind of adapted it from that. And so the the, the director is not like American. hasn't done a ton of like American movies. So like his kind of understanding of what kind of fits North America is a little bit different as well. So bit of a Euro vibe. Too, bit of right? a Euro vibe. I, it was kind of interesting, kind of weird. But kind how of, many cacas would you give Cold Pursuit out of five? I would give it well out of five because I gave a tweet yesterday. I went on a four star a four car four caca system. Why? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Okay. Why not? Well, okay. Out of four cacas then, Devin. I'm sorry. So, I, well, didn't, I didn't know how I, your rating can... system worked. How many cacas do you give the movie? Two out of four cacas. Oh, that's low. Hmm. That's like a 50%. Yeah. I had high hopes. Are you not supposed to actually make the cacas when you rate the movie too? Or is it not? How many cacas do you give the movie? Caca! Caca! Two cacas. There you go. But see, here's the problem. Like, if I give it, like, a two and a half, do I just do a caca? 
Like you just a, do no. a car. A car? Kaka, car. Kaka, kaka, car. All right. All right. Um, you know, I really wish these movies. Can they please explain why the guy has an accent? It, it does because how many six foot four Irishmen living in the Midwest of America? Like they never explain. Is he an immigrant? Did he come over? Like they, they just all yeah, accept. Yeah, well, well, there's people with accents. I was talking to a guy at the London Knights game with an accent on Friday night. I didn't ask him how he got here. I just assumed at some point he moved here. I guess so, but like every movie, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like no nobody's going, oh, where's that accent from? Like, <laughs> no, nobody ever brings it up. One more rock. <laughs> okay. We heard you. You ready for it? On July 11th, FM 96 welcomes to town Five Finger Death Punch. These guys are great. Also on the bill. In this moment. Kill switch engage. In the heat of the moment, I prevail. And Pop Evil are coming back to town. So, as you can tell, a bit of a theme to the first FM 96 night. We're cranking it. It is going to be a heavy night. Rock the park. Kill switch engage. In this moment, I prevail. Pop evil. Five finger death punch. These are bands that don't come around this area that often. You get to see them all on stage. And it is going to be a rocking beer drinking party in Harris Park. Metal Night with FM96 at start.ca. Rocks the park. You want to get your tickets. I know you do. Well, if you're an FM96 freeloader, you're going to have a pre-sale going on Valentine's Day. Huh? Nothing says I love you like tickets to Five Finger Death Punch. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you're going to have a bunch of chances to win tickets to the show, obviously, listening to uh, Jim and I here. And... Tickets go on sale for everyone else on Friday. It's going to be a good one. Rock the park. Emphasis on the rock. (laughs) Yeah, exclamation mark. (laughs) Love it. All the details online at fm96.com. Have you, do you ever get brought home to your parents' house by the cops, Jim? I've had the cops show up at the house looking for me. Why? Uh, well, I lived next to a graveyard growing up my whole life, and I threw a party when my parents were away snowmobiling, and unbeknownst to me, somebody went into the graveyard and kicked over some gravestones, a couple Uh-oh. guys that were uh, two years older than me. I found out who it was through the party, but I didn't rat them out, but uh, I, the cops came as my parents, they were in the laneway as my parents showed up. It was very awkward. <laughs> and did they want to ask you a few questions or did they think you were the one who kicked the headstones over? Well, technically, like, you know, since it was my party, You're regardless of who did it, I was responsible. But nothing really came came of it. I said if I heard anything, I'd tell them, but there, was, there wasn't a follow-up. Mm. And then one time, the cops called my parents and told me to, I had to be picked up from high school because I puked at a grade 10 dance. <laughs> 
That's about as bad as it got, though. I puked in an office at a grade 10 dance. How did your parents react to your your run-ins with the law? My dad kind of, he's always been like, ah, those darn cops, you know, in a way, too. No, not that he's ever had a run-in with the law, but he was kind of sympathetic. Not, he didn't really care that the cops came over. You didn't get in big trouble, then. He was mad that I puked. Uh, and he was embarrassed and called me an idiot and then made me wake up at five in the morning to work the next day. And that was a lesson learned, Yeah, but it, I never, and I got, I actually got grounded, but nothing too crazy. I'm surprised. I never, I never got the cops at my parents' house. No, no. If I, I had a couple run-ins with, with the law once I had moved out. Yeah. Right. Like I stole kegs from a keg party when I was in uh, college and they called the cops and that was about as close as I've come, but it's, I'm just wondering now, because a lot of my friends have kids who are becoming teenagers, and it's so funny to see them trying to get away with stuff that we used to try and get away with. Mm -hmm. And you hear this story this morning about the teenagers in Norfolk County, who just uh, stupid. They built a toilet paper fort in a store, and they hid in it, and everybody left for the night. They locked up the store, and they just stayed in the store overnight. And it was something they saw people do online, and they wanted to try it themselves. Then they fell asleep, and when the staff showed up to start stocking the shelves in the morning, they were like, well, why are there two people in the store? <laughs> and the cops took them home to their parents, who mm -hmm. I can only imagine would be, you know, like trying not to laugh. You'd be angry that your kid is so stupid, like you said, but it's kind of a funny reason to get brought home by the cops. It's better than a lot of scenarios that the cops could be knocking on your door yeah. for. I mean, it's rel it's still stupid. It's relatively harmless. I feel as a parent, I'd be less embarrassed about that than if they were caught shoplifting. Right. I'd be more disappointed if they were stealing than just like trespassing, kind of. Building a toilet paper <laughs> fort and having a sleepover at the store. I really want to see the picture of the fort. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if they went all out if it was just a square that they hid in. Yeah, I think I think I saw the video that they were trying to emulate online. Someone w hid behind toilet paper, paper towels, and lived in a store for like a month. I think. Yeah, I read a story. Um, it probably must have been ten years ago, where a guy hid in a Walmart for for years until somebody found him. He had this he little crawl space, there? and yeah. then he'd come out, he'd eat the food, and they kept I, on finding empty cereal boxes. I, I think that's the one I saw. Yeah, Crazy. he was behind a piece of plywood in like a, <laughs> a renovation spot. Uh, that is nuts. So, what is the most ridiculous reason that your kid has been brought home by the police? Go ahead. Story about uh, police bringing home my son. Okay, how old was he? He was ten. Uh oh, Ooh, that's young. Yeah. So Wh what was going on? So he uh, he, he had a he had a Friday off of school, PD day, and uh, yeah, so he had his buddies over. It was in the winter, fairly nice day. They were out playing out in the snow. We live out off of Medway Road. So him and his buddies decided it was a good idea to go out on Medway Road and play that fake. Um. Uh, rope game across the road? Yes, where you mime that you're pulling a rope, so two guys will stand on either side of the road, and then you like comically pull at a rope that isn't there? So the car that's coming thinks that they're going to hit some rope? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, it happened to be an OPP. Uh-oh. <laughs> 
So your kid so, got brought home for a mime-related incident. Well, actually, they didn't get brought home by them. They, I was working in the garage, and they came running in fast, freaking out that there was a cop coming after them. So they, they scattered and hid. Two went downstairs. One hid in the bathroom. One hid in the garage, and the cop knocked on the door. And what did you say to the cop? Did you cover well, for the boys? I went over. No, of course not. I went <laughs> I went out there and said, "Hey, officer, what's uh, what's the problem?" And he said, "What do you, what would happen?" And I thought they were on the side road doing it, but I didn't realize they were doing it across Medway Road. So I said to the cop, "I said, would uh, what would you want to come in and talk to them?" And he says, "Yeah, I think that would probably be a good idea." So <laughs> brought, brought him in and gave him a little scare, and he actually got his notepad out and took their names down and. Uh. It was pretty good. I think it put them in the right spot. I had a similar, when I was about 13 years old, one of my buddies had been to Florida and brought back a bunch of bottle rockets, and we all snuck out of our houses and met up at a, about midnight, and we lined these things up in a snowbank. We're like, okay, next car that comes by, everyone light their bottle rockets. Uh-oh. Headlights, light them. Cop car. <laughs> we all scattered. I, I hid under someone's deck for like eight hours because I was terrified I was going to get thrown in jail for life. Two of my buddies did get caught, and they got brought home by the cops. <laughs> Here's another good one, uh, text message. Hey, Taz and Jim, my brother was out bar hopping, got uh, pretty drunk. Two guys at the bar said they'd give him a ride home. They almost did, but about halfway, they pulled over to stop, took all his money and his clothes, and left him on the side of the road. Cops brought him home, knocked on the door at 7 a.m. wearing just a trench coat. <laughs> I get stealing the wallet and the pants and the money. Why do you got to steal, or the, the, the wallet, the phone, why do you got to steal his pants? Why do right. you got to leave him naked? Did they take his shoes? Did he have really nice shoes? Or are they just that big of jerks? Did they want the pants and the shirt, or were they just playing a prank on the guy. Mm, Those are some mass wranglers. (laughs) That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM 96.com.